All right. So let's see. No more, no more distractions. Okay, here we go. Thank you for joining us on Modern Day Bible Study, or as we like to call it, MDBS. And our mission statement is to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding. And the reason for this is we need to have a little bit more understanding of what the Bible can show us and can tell us with all of our experience that we've had. And uh, to not lean on, on our own understanding, especially with all the nonsense that we have fed to us every day. With that said, I would like to introduce David, who will be speaking with us, and he's going to start us off with a prayer. So, David. Hello, guys. This is David. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll start us off with a prayer. Father, Most High, we come before you today. We ask that you guide our hearts in a as we lay down our own opinions and hope that the spirit comes to speak through our hearts, that we trust in you and not what we've most likely been fed throughout our lives. Sometimes we've been raised in uh, old ways that did not serve our hearts to come closer to you. So we thank you for another day of life, another day of mercy and your son that so graciously upholds us according to the letters from the apostles that we may have a partaking of the nature of impartiality and love. So hopefully that shines through this podcast. So all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And so with that said, uh, we're going to do actually a little a religious introduction just so you can get a feel of where we come from just the experiences that we have been through. I will start us off. And by the way, my name is Dawn. And uh, my religious background is that I grew up in the Catholic Church. I was very involved in the Catholic Church. And I actually had turned away from the Catholic teachings when I was a teenager. So after that I started studying up on every religion. I just became very fascinated to learn about all different types of religion. And after reading about all different religions, I was able to make connections of the similarities. But somehow God brought back the Bible into my life, um, which was actually through Jehovah's Witness. And it was pretty amazing to actually just have a Bible I could read and how much it helped me through my own personal journey getting back into God's gracious, God's love and realizing that it was there the entire time. Yeah. David, let's go to your religious introduction. (laughs) So a lot of similar resonances with Dawn's. I was actually raised With what brought her the Bible back, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness. So I think, yeah, maybe I'll share more about the details one day. But long story short, I got baptized in that religion in my early 20s. And then something led me out of that tradition. A lot of questions, a lot of inner doubts, and a lot of curiosity for what life truly was. So I set out on an adventure, a lot of falls, a lot of rises, a lot of experiences with what most people would call God and it brought me back to his grace his presence and very much 
his living word, which was the Bible says that every, all the scriptures were written by the living word and is a testament of, of that word. So, yeah, I guess the, the journey is still unraveling, but that's where I am today. Beautiful. Every day it's unraveling. <laughs> and speaking about uh, the day, today is our first ever recording of a podcast for this podcast. It's quite funny what day we happen to be recording this. We had talked previously about Halloween. And what does Halloween represent, actually, David? So apparently, this is on Wikipedia, it says Halloween is thought to have roots in Christian beliefs and practices. The name Halloween comes from All Hallows Eve, uh, beginning the evening before Christian holy days of All Hallows Day, which was All Saints Day on the 1st of November, actually. Uh, three, these three days are collectively called All Hallowtide and are a time for honoring the saints and praying for recently departed souls. So yeah, quite... <laughs> Quite a fitting time for a first podcast um, to be <laughs> in remembrance of those who walked in faith. Absolutely. And that is what we would like this podcast to show for everyone that is searching for just some truth. And I will be asking David uh, three different questions, which leads us to our first question. What is your favorite scripture on honesty? Hmm. Let's see. Second uh, Timothy two fifteen. Uh, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word. Um, Colossians three nine. Lie not to one another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds. Um, Wonderful. And you sh and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. John eight thirty two. So. Wow. I like that one. Now, why did you choose those three? I guess. In an experience of this world that I've lived of what lies can cause and from not only on the day-to-day -day basis of us dealing with each other, whether it's parents, friends, family, uh, work, coworkers, I've seen the the consequences of being deceitful. And then also on a spiritual level, I think for John 8.32, the value of honesty uh, or truth, uh, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So yeah, it's just uh, on all levels, I think honesty can set us free. Absolutely. Well, and especially this time that we're living in right now where we have the internet with so much information that we just don't even know truly what to rely on and so that john 832 really hits home for me because we are always seeking for truth but the only true truth that i have found is to just keep trusting in god because no matter how much research I do, no matter how much anxiety that these stories will give me, I, I just know that there, God has a purpose for us and that we have to go through these trials and tribulations and almost to know that we don't understand really anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that if we have that trust, that's where we are free. But that is the truth is that, well, God created us. That's 
you know, the truth. So Mm -hmm. that is beautiful. I'm so glad that you chose that one or all three of those. (laughs) So, uh, wonderful. Uh, are you ready to move on to uh, the next question? Um, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So what does the Bible say about innocence? Mm, Yeah. I have so much to say. I just want to say it a little more. <laughs> Staying on point. No, you find know, a scripture. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah. If you want to ramble, I, I think I'm totally fine with that. I think people like hearing mm, ramblings. Okay. So. So, and, <laughs> so, so I'll, so Mark, I'll start with, I just, a random scripture. Let's see what I can get out of this. So Mark 10, 14, I, I Googled innocence. And the first one that came on was this. It said, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. So I think many people on some level, when they think of children, they think of a level of innocence. The, a child doesn't have the insecurities that some, some of us accumulate during adolescence and adult life. Children have this curiosity about them, and they may have not been introduced to the quote-unquote evils of this world. So, so yeah, the value of innocence also with well, I'll stay on this. I was going to go into guilt and crime and how we absolve the bar sin. But with the children, I like. It's so funny in that scripture when he said Jesus was indignant with them. He was upset with the previous scripture before. The disciples were trying to Jesus was giving a sermon and the, and the children wanted to come to him. And the disciples were like, no, this is serious business. We can't have the child coming up to the Messiah, you know, <laughs> and Jesus is like, what are you talking about? Don't hinder them. You must actually come into the king. I forget what there's a scripture that said to come into the kingdom. You must take it like one of these children, like in a humble way. So to go back even to what you were saying about leaning not on our own understanding, we must (laughs) let go of our, I guess, maybe a lack. I don't know. A lack of innocence may create these patterns of thought in which we may know-it-all which may be what gets in the way of acting from an innocent place i can't exactly pinpoint why that is from the top of my head but innocence hmm, a precursor to walking in the freedom i think that god wishes to grant us and can we and that's the thing can we earn our own innocence with our own thinking with our own rhetoric of this day and age of what is supposed to set us free and what we're supposed to think or do we have to like Jesus said, enter the kingdom of heaven like, like children, trusting, trusting God alone to lead us day to day. All right, I'll leave it at that for now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that is very well said. Yeah, actually, uh, that is a fantastic verse because I'm so glad you chose that. I always have this saying when I talk with people because people will always talk about like, oh, I'm getting old, you know, oh, I'm once you get older, you know, you'll understand. And I tell them, I say, yeah, I do understand that we do get older, but it's also in how you act because I know some older people that can do more work than I can because of how they act, because they don't let their body, uh, what's it called, kind of let them dictate their lives because they have this innocence about them to where they're like, no, I'm going to keep going. You know, I still have my body. I'm just going to, oh, this is my life. I'm doing this for God. And of course, yes, they're religious people, which is actually a beautiful thing to see is that they are living a message that is brought to us. Whereas other people, 
they they just allow that they use gravity as (laughs) they're like gravity's weighing me down and it actually (laughs) it could be so many things because I can have a bad day and that will weigh me down and it feels like gravity but really it's me doubting that my spirit cannot help me but then once I have that spirit and I'm just like out in nature, or I'm doing something that makes me feel happy, something that makes me feel innocent, then I'm just, I'm so bubbly, I'm so joyful, and it, it shows to everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is, I, I love that scripture, because if we are like children, in that mindset of just, I mean, when you hear that, that, that scripture, as soon as you said that, I could just see children running up and just being like, Jesus, you know, and just so <laughs> excited. And yeah. if we, I've seen adults that are like that. And it is just, it's truly beautiful um, to have that image and to know that if we have that trust, we will, we will walk just like that. So just, I wanted to add something too, about those in older age that seem to have still a vibrant life and you know, look why that is. And it thought of a scripture. It's a, it's Psalms 92 verses 12. It says the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. So I've noticed that people who actually have an authentic trust, faith in God. And, it, and just not to get off topic, but it said that the righteous and the right. It says the righteous shall flourish. And we learn in the New Testament, the righteousness is not of our own it's the righteousness of god which is why trust begets trust begets that new i would believe righteousness and energy trusting that god will like it said uh, i will declare he is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him so yeah i i it rips the shackles off the limitations of what we think an age is supposed to dictate how the childlike glee and wonder and, and playfulness of our the way we live down here no matter what the age is so yeah. fantastic oh i i really like that verse too psalms ninety two twelve. you said yes wow very nice yeah it's uh it's very powerful the message of innocence because just seeing it in our society nowadays we I almost feel like the innocence is being taken away from us completely, especially with cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to kind of notice that innocence and once you almost realize that you get it back because it can be taken from you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when you realize that you could get it back, there's there's really no better gift that you can receive. So that is truly beautiful. Absolutely. That thing I wanted to, real quick, maybe a, this be a, I mean, this could be a whole podcast discussion with innocence, but I was thinking about one thing that can stop. So I think of innocence was what is the opposite of innocence? I guess bring it over to a legality term like innocence and guilt, I guess you could say. Just to bring up Romans 8 1, it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. It's our minds can try to trap us in our self-loathing, our self-doubt, our, our non-innocence, I guess, the guilt we feel we have. And 
I've found no way out of that, but a direct, uh, <laughs> I think Jesus said, we cry out, Abba, we have the adoption of, of children of God. Like I have no way throughout, I have no way to innocence, but trust, it seems like to me <laughs> in, in God alone through, yeah. So on so many levels, so much wishes to threaten to keep, like you said, we can lose that innocence, but we really, but, but God says, even as we said in the beginning, uh, God's love n never can really leave us, but maybe we can leave it. But there's always a way to return every day. There's a, <laughs> an opportunity. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you said it perfectly. That's why I hesitated when I said we lose innocence because, or you can lose it because you can lose it. But when you get it back, that's the most beautiful feeling uh, because it's almost like you had to lose it to know you had it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Truly, truly. No, I'm glad you had that, that scripture as well. So Romans 8 uh, verse 1, right? Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else? You're right. We can have a, a podcast on innocence. Um, I totally agree with that. And especially nowadays, even just giving examples of how, how innocence can be lost nowadays, and but then also how innocence is regained just by even just talking with people, just by mm -hmm. being open. Once you're open with someone and you're able to have that honesty, like we just had in the first question, it's, it's incredible how quick your innocence can come back, especially when you're sharing it with someone. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful thing in conversation. When you exchange an innocent conversation with someone that is just, it's so uplifting. So I, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you. Of course. Oh, one, I wanted something pinged in my intuition to add one more. Just with the communion with others or conversations with others. Uh, this one always stuck with me and this one could be a whole podcast, but this is Hebrews 13, two, verse two, uh, be not forgetful to entertain strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. <laughs> so yeah, we never know when we enter conversations with it, uh, with anybody like the uplifting potential or what's going on in the spiritual realm, which is really close to us all, according to the scriptures. So yeah, much room for uplifting encouragement. And yeah, absolutely. I am a hundred percent believer on that. Uh, that is for sure. I will strike up conversations with any person because <laughs> <laughs> you never know who you're talking to. Truly. And you know, there must be a reason why that person just has to be in your path at that moment, uh, whether it's good or bad. So now also you should be weary of, you know, <laughs> if you get a, if you get a bad vibe, maybe it's not a great time to start up that conversation. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that person's going through something. Maybe you're going through something and nothing needs to be said. So yeah, it's all about, you know, trusting your gut. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dis discernment is necessary and <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, and that brings us to our last question, actually. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that it does kind of tie into our next question, which is how about a verse for integrity to help today's society? So I just, I'm going to run with this. I just looked up the word integrity on etymology.com. Oh, nice. Uh, Thank you. It says sound, soundness, wholeness, completeness, figuratively blamelessness, which is funny because we could, that might, it almost ties into innocence somehow. 
Yeah. So the question one more time, how can integrity help? Uh... Uh, yeah. How about a verse for integrity to help today's society? Mm-hmm. So when I thought, I thought about a scripture yesterday that I wanted to expound upon, which is so simple. It is Matthew six thirty four, And I'm going to find the King James because I like how the King James say it, says it real quick. Matthew 6, 4, KPV. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So integrity, I think a lot of people have ideas on integrity. And I think there's this very simplistic way back into integrity. And I think it lends credence to what we spoke about with innocence. When he's taking, when we worry about what's out of our control, when we look to tomorrow, when we are always anywhere, but the moment we've been given to handle what we have, I think it's hard to stay in, in an integral place. So I, I realize it's hard to be have integrity when you are so worried about things. I think the root of corruption and bribery may be taking our eye off of faith. We look too far. We look too far into tomorrow, and we worry about our security. That we may be more tempted to take a bribe or tempted to do something we normally wanted to do. So I really think it really does almost almost everything points back to faith in some way. Wow. So. Who are we trusting? What are we trusting? Are we going to truly take it serious when Jesus said, take therefore no thought for the morrow? And God knows we all, as we're being molded by the Spirit, uh, we all fall, fall victim to our doubts at times. But uh, I think most of us who walk the path of faith realize that we must trust to have integrity because there's so many things that beg for us to leave the <laughs> the narrow way of just complete trust in God to provide us all things from moment to moment, I guess. Yeah, you said it perfectly. Absolutely. Now, when I looked up the word integrity, I'm just going to share this because, yeah, yeah, it, uh, it, the word just, it felt right with me. It was moral uprightness. And it's so true because if you look at all the morality that we have around us. I mean, the shows that they push upon us to see how to interact with people, it's it's morally uh, disheartening. <laughs> <laughs> morally bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yes, yes, yeah. it's so true. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I feel like I didn't even know what the word integrity meant when I was asking these questions. And I had to look it up for myself because I wanted to know and I wanted to see how we're lacking in integrity and how to bring that back. And so I'm so glad that you shared Matthew 6 verse 34 mm-hmm. because that really does hit home for integrity. Absolutely. Yeah, beautifully said. Thank you very much. Anything else that you wanted to add to integrity? Hmm. I'm sure there's something. Let's see. I would add on maybe to speak a little bit upon our religious backgrounds and many people. I mean, who hasn't, especially in the Western countries, hasn't, if not been raised in religion, have at the very lot, most people know 
have a sense that we should be more we should be morally upright so i guess it's a journey for us all and it's never even as we speak it's never condemning it's never a wag of the finger to be morally upright i think it's a journey for all of us all of us because the bible often warns the bible often warns of uh, being wary of human doctrines and commandments i think the prophets even mentioned here we go. It's uh, Jeremiah 8.8. 8. And I think without being too <laughs> calling out any specific group, I think this was happening in the prophet's day. But Jeremiah 8.8 8 said, how can you say we are wise and the, Lord, and the law of the Lord is with us? Look, the false pen of the scribe certainly works falsehood. So he was mentioning back then the scribes of Israel were warping um, the simple and perfect law of God and coming up with their own ideas of what morality meant. Every different sect of Christianity has a different set of rules and it can cause us so much confusion. Like we want to be more, like there's part of us that wants to be morally upright, but which law, which moral, which, which moral law do I choose when everyone's got an idea on it? So I think that's why this, it goes back to the simplicity of us searching the scriptures, asking God, what is the, what is the impartial, simple way of maintaining sincere, honest relationships with one another or communications and how, or, or how to dictate our footsteps or better said, how to let you, God, uh, dictate our footsteps. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Wow. As is so true so true that is such a puzzling thing with other religions because that's why i studied other religions was to find a almost like a moral compass through through it all (laughs) (laughs) and honestly i mean i found a lot of quotes and uh, great things in other religions, but somehow, I mean, I think I said this earlier to you, the Bible and I, we've been through adventures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't, it's really hard to, to explain, but even just with, I mean, I think I asked for like three scriptures and I think you gave me a total of nine. And so that is so beautiful. I think you gave me a little bit more than nine too. Because you truly can find so much guidance in scriptures. And I don't know. I just, it's incredible how we were able to answer these questions and find such, such touching responses and to keep on having that trust as well. Yeah. Very nice. Well, thank you so much. Is uh, is there anything else you'd like to share? Nothing off the top. Just excited and thankful to be able to, yeah, speak on what's always in some fashion on my heart. So thank you for kicking off this first podcast. Yeah, this is a very exciting chapter in my life. And so glad that you were able to be here and help me with this this new journey so 
This is absolutely fantastic. I actually wanted to end this with a scripture real quick because I had, I'm actually going to tell you this. (laughs) I had the lady that knocked on my door, who was the Jehovah's Witness. She actually sent me a message this morning and it was just, it was so beautiful. And she's actually going, I didn't even talk to her about this podcast and she's actually going to be sending daily scriptures of positive encouragement. And it just shows me how much people really do need to have that positive word. This is what she sent me. She sent me Proverbs 12, 25. And it is anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I look forward to with these podcasts is we need to have good words in our life to keep us going and to keep that faith and that trust and to not lean on our own understanding, but to have actual spiritual guidance to help us. Beautiful. Well said. In much agreement with that. Yeah. So David, thank you so much. I look forward to future podcasts and we'll see where this takes us. All right. Sounds I'm excited. And just to close it off, just a mini prayer, not even a prayer. I'll just speak from my heart. Uh, All praises to the most high. And if any intuition or was able to, if anyone listening was able to be encouraged or touched or reminded of something, as always, all praises to the most high, the living word, which is his son. And whether we call him Jesus, I know some people might be listening that argue over words because I do touch base with the spiritual arena, whether you call him Yeshua, whether you call him Jesus. As the scriptures say, we have one teacher, and that's why we're able to share so openly. So all, as always, uh, yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Mosiah. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you so much. That is wonderful. All right. All now, right <laughs> sorry. I'll let you close. Day and uh, yeah, let's just have a, a positive outlook on today and... Yeah, we're just going to have a a great time. So, amen. Amen. Till next time. See you, Don. Bye. Bye. All right, let's try this again. Okay. (laughs) Very nice.